Welcome to the Wheel of Sport. My name's Ian McNally. I'm Justin Price. And we are going to spin the wheel to take us on a sporting adventure. Do you want to give it a spin, uh, Justin? No, you spin it. I'll spin it last oh, time. Okay, yeah. Go on, go on. I'll give it a spin. Will it hold together this wheel? I'm not sure. <laughs> There's enough, enough sticky tape on it. Let's have a go. Here we go. Oh, rule breaker. Okay, so I've got a cracker for rule breaker. I'm excited, Justin. I know, yeah. What, what is it, it, it going to be? Well, this is what, well, the thing is this. When you think about rule breakers, this is probably one of the most famous rule breakers ever. You can't break a rule more than this. I don't right. know. There's so, like, I almost think with, uh, with sport, because of the competitive elements and also because of the money involved now, the temptation to break the rules is so great. But are we talking like someone here who's just breaks the the conventional rules, or or are they just a law on themselves? Like, right? Well, this guy breaks a, a lot of rules. We're going to deal with Avanda, the real deal, Holyfield, and I am Mike Tyson. <laughs> now, to put you, to put, I want to do a little bit of background on this before we start because the, these guys fought twice. They didn't just fight once because everyone remembers or thinks they remember the big fight. And you'll put everyone going. I know what I'm talking about here, but I'm gonna that the essence of that's brilliant, right? But so who's the rule breaker here? Well, it's Iron Mike. Iron Mike. Yeah, he's just been to prison. For a start. <laughs> so what year are we talking here? Because I'm not too I'm not too clear on that. Obviously, I remember. I'm sure you're going to talk about the big moment that kind of we all remember. But I'm not too sure on like. First of all, all right. As I say, they fought twice. So uh, Mike Tyson, had just uh, in 1992, had been convicted of rape, and he'd been to prison for six years. So he's just come back to he's coming back to boxing, really. And that was kind of like almost he basically forced himself to steal away the best years potentially of his career. Now he well he was the youngest ever heavyweight champion, 20 years of age. Wow. He was when he won the first championship. So he is like the twenty. Alter- I, I think of when I was twenty. I uh, yeah, I come yeah. punch my way through a wet newspaper. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there you go. <laughs> I still can't. But it's like I just think I, there was a time when I was twenty where I went to cut a bit of a string dangling down from my white t-shirt and realised it was my arm. Like uh, <laughs> I would be Mike Tyson <laughs> would use me as a toothpick. Um, but yeah, so he's like um, the youngest ever champion. But, and then obviously, as you said, unfortunately committed the felony and he went to prison. But, you know, paid his price for that. All right. So he's yeah. come back. So he's come back to well, boxing. It was unfortunate for the victim. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of, I think it just shows with boxing that it's one of these sports like, you know, like he comes out of prison and he can go back straight to his profession. <laughs> I haven't really thought about that too too hard. Like that, actually, for most people, they go to prison. Their old career is done. Yeah. They're not getting a job. Your your like, your previous life is ended. Yeah, they're no. they're going to be really Str- struggling straight back in. Yeah, it's almost like he actually carried it on in prison. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, probably yeah. for a bit. I th- I I did remember reading something about how he purposefully got in trouble in prison so they'd put him in isolation. So he could read the Chairman Mao's Communist Manifesto. Was <laughs> <laughs> he read Chairman Mao's Red Book? Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. So he he I actually didn't know he could he, read. He, 
he said I wanted to be in isolation, so I was away from all the prison nonsense in so many words. See, when you listen to like Mike Tyson spoken, you know, on TV a lot of times, and he is quite an articulate bloke when he sp- when he speaks. Yeah, apparently, like he is quite smart, but he he really wasn't he really like a. He was kind of had a traumatic upbringing in the yeah. in school. He hated school. Apparently, he was quite a fat kid. He was, was he? I don't yeah, know. I don't know if that's. I wouldn't call him that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to use that word anymore. Uh, he was he was borderline obese. Okay. He was a larger unit, uh, in a less athletic way, shall we say? Getting back to this, right? So, um, so Avanda Holyfield, right? Was had just retired. He just been, he been he retired in 1994 on medical grounds. What, so before, what it, well, I don't know. I don't want to know his doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's confidential. Any medical, <laughs> any medical stuff. But on medical grounds, they've been told that he shouldn't fight again. Okay, right. Yeah, and he retired in '94. But then he was just he just come back basically. Uh, Holyfield just before their first meeting. So their first meeting was in November 9, 1996. Okay, so uh, is what, what stage is Holy, like? What did he bow out as Holyfield? Was he number one? Was he kind no, of, no? Okay, no. so he'd been doing all he'd been doing all right, but when it, but um, he he basically because of the medical grounds, that's why. Because I think I can't remember. He slowed down. He slowed down, like, okay. but not that much. Like he wasn't that old. He wasn't that old. But yeah. uh, but the medical grounds had obviously caused him to retire. So he obviously, like boxers do these days, they just decide, oh, we're going to come back, and they've got to go through the um, the boxing committee to get their license back. So obviously, they found him fit to fight again. I honestly can't imagine in the nineties that would be a stringent procedure <laughs> like i just can't imagine they're like probably looking how much could we sell the rights for this on tv pay-per-view well yeah that's very well holyfield was a very very successful fighter before his retirement very successful he'd won the the uh, world championships twice so world champion twice in a heavyweight champion in the world so wow. he wasn't uh, a mug <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean yeah but uh but him and him and mike tyson they often said they came from the same neighbourhood. Mm. But whether that's exactly true, I don't know. But Jesus you know, tonight. You wouldn't imagine that, like, if if I had Vander <laughs> Holyfield and Mike Tyson in my neighbourhood growing up, it, you wouldn't need the police, would you? Nah, it's time <laughs> to move out as well. You couldn't even cut a piece of string at that point. Imagine drinking in the pubs. Oh, gee. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say a word wrong. That's how it works. So anyway, so they meet in 1996. This is their first meeting. It's Builders finally, because they'd never, they'd, I don't think they'd never fought before Mike Tyson, because Tyson was obviously in prison, and then uh, Van der Holyfield had retired. So they had, they'd finally meeting. So they so called this they build been, it as finally. Has this kind of been like a fight that people had wanted to happen? Yeah, for, for a long time, and, it, and obviously circumstance just didn't allow. Very much so, and also like Tyson is favourite coming out because Tyson's a younger man. You know, it's he's just, he's just he's fresh out of prison. He's learned <laughs> to film a few more moves. He's ready to go. You know what I mean? Again, again, like, what better training could you be than prison? Like State prison, sh- kind of strict diet. You know, no access to well, Outside. alcohol and drugs, and probably you know, just being able to bench press yourself every day, just twelve hours a day. <laughs> With with German Mao's red book, exactly that. That's great. So, so the, so they're at the MG, MGM in Nevada, 
which is the middle of the desert, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think N- Nevada is like almost a natural home for vice, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like it, prostitution's legal, gambling is more liberal than what it is in the rest of the US and stuff. It's uh, what happens in the desert stays, stays in the in desert. desert. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do stay in the desert as well on the ground. <laughs> so, what's the build-up to this fight? So it's massive. Finally, it is a showtime. It's a massive, it's a, it's a big fight, um, and uh, I say Tyson's favourite, and he, he basically, the fight starts. The decibel level here is unbelievable every time Holyfield comes close. Well, Holyfield's coming close a lot. We've been wondering, oh, a straight right hand by Tyson that landed. But Holyfield showing the champ. He's not moving Holyfield. He's not moving Holyfield. Amazingly, Holyfield dominates that fight. Absolutely dominates it physically. He's sort of like, he's sort of, um, Tyson tries to find a bit of room, but he can't find room to, to get his punches off. Holyfield is dominant all the time. Is it? Is it because Holyfield is bigger? Just, is he technically better? Is he more disciplined? He's stronger. I think he's really. It's amazing. I think a whole. I think Tyson said he was one of the strongest fighters he ever fought. Wow. He just found him. He threw him around. You know, like when you, you know, like the clinch and things like that. Yeah. He found Holyfield difficult to get away from, and like he couldn't had a bigger reach. And yeah, bigger reach, yeah. and he would uh, he would smother him in a way. Wow. Because he had the he had the height advantage as well. So this, uh, as far as we're um, we've gone so far, this all sounds like a dream. Yeah, this well, is it's fine. Yeah. So. Well, where is the rule? What's no, happening? no, you can't. You see, this, is a, this is this is this is all set in a scene, right? It's all set in a scene. You, I'm thinking you're this, jumping too early. The in. picture you're painting: prison, no. the desert, <laughs> smothering. <laughs> it all sounds like a dream. Yeah, this well, is going see, great. Well, Holyfield wins the first fight. He wins in the eleventh. He gets stopped in the eleventh, um, and that's the end of the fight. And wow, so they go 11 rounds. Go 11 rounds. And and it then's just called... Ty- well, Tyson basically is out on his he's feet done. by then. He's done. He, he gets uh, he gets punched uh, at the end of the 10th, which really rocks him. And then he comes out for the 11th and he takes another couple and he's not defending himself. And he's he's Holyfield. Holyfield continues to dig in. A left punch to the head. He's got Tyson in trouble. Tyson's ready to go. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever been privileged to witness. Mayhem. It is Bedlam. And that's the third time that Evander Holyfield has won the World Championship, which is equal to um, Muhammad Ali. Wow. Oh, who, incidentally, was Tyson's idol when he was growing up? There you go, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ali, uh, he talked often, because he actually converted to Islam as well. Um, they all did that, though, for uh, him, Tyson, they? yeah, he gave himself a different name and everything. I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, he went to Mecca as well, in Saudi Arabia. Wow. Was, uh, <laughs> so, I suppose like men, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 what's the... Yeah, I wouldn't argue with him in immigration. But, um, so what's the fallout from this fight? This is a massive fight. They fight... Holyfield walks away with the belt, no problem. Why no, not? no, but no real. Well, no real problem from it. Tyson's shocked that he's been beaten. I don't think Tyson expected to be beaten. So straight away, which is usually the boxers' thing, actually rematch. 
You want a rematch? You know <laughs> is I mean? this like in school when you like you know you have a fight with a kid? At I like, can never remember asking for a rematch yeah, right after. <laughs> well, it's like you know the fight happens at recess, and then it's like I'll see you at lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> so you and just can't see, wait. I see at the bus stop. <laughs> well, do you remember? Do you remember that strange? You know the the promoter Don King. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, Don King! What a piece of work <laughs> yeah he had i don't think he had either of these signed up i don't think he had either evander holyfield or tyson he didn't have them at this point because don king is what's what is his job he's actually like an agent isn't he he's like a manager yeah. is he like yeah he's a very odd character and i actually feel sorry for a lot of the boxers because he has kind of definitely used boxes for his own gain and well i think it, i feel a bit sorry weirdly i feel a bit sorry for boxing promoters they're more public like soccer promoters do this all the time and nobody <laughs> people just don't know <laughs> yeah, that they're that's true it's just the fact that they're on the tv all the time the boxing promoters going show me more money yeah but you know the f- show soccer. me show me a soccer agent who looks as flamboyant as don king though <laughs> <laughs> it's like he <laughs> so anyway we they basically end up uh, organising a rematch, and this is in on the June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Wow, so it's fairly quick. Yeah, it's fairly quick about a year's turnaround. Yeah, yeah. and this is uh, this is build the the sound of fury. We have here is it repeat for Holyfield or revenge for Tyson? Can Holyfield be as good again? Can Tyson reignite the old flames? Here we go again. The rematch we've waited a long time to see. Yeah, so again, Tyson's favourite for this fight. How's he favourite? Because Holyfield's getting on. Like, Holyfield's getting on a bit now. Tyson's the younger man still. It sounds like Holyfield has schooled him in this previous fight. Tyson might argue that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't like school, that's for sure. No, he didn't like school. So so what what goes on? Well, basically, the fight... The fight basically is a mirror image of the first fight in the in the early rounds. Holyfield is physically dominant over over Tyson. Tyson can't get out of of tight spots. He keeps getting too close to him. He's smothering him. He can't get an arm reach away. So every time Holyfield just following him around, you know, clinching when need be, stopping him, and uh, it just it's, it's a bit of a messy fight. Yeah. So one. Tyson can't get any rhythm. But that Holyfield is is old and wise enough here to kind of know that, and he's he yeah. is stifling. Well, quite if quite you're quite honest, if you're fighting Mike Tyson, the best thing you can do is try and stop him throwing punches, and that's what Holyfield basically did. So he got close to him, and whenever he got like he's trying to get a few, he's just you know clinched, went into a bit of a grab, pushed him up against the ropes, and basically what they what he did was in the two fights was push Tyson around physically, like l- literally push him off every single time he got close. Used his hands and you know, mm. give him a shove, get him back up against the ropes or whatever, or back whenever he was getting on, on the front foot, he'd push him back. So he was he was like physically pushing him around the ring all the time because Oliville wasn't a small bloke. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I love the way at the start of that you said, "If you're fighting Mike Tyson, you need to." Like as though I've never thought of that. I've, t- I've, ta- I've, I've tactically <laughs> thought about this, and that's the way I would go about it. <laughs> Is not letting him. If if you, I find with boxing, if you can try and avoid being hit, yeah, (laughs) right, it's really beneficial. Yeah. So again, Holyfield schools him. Holyfield wins the fight. No, no. Well, this is where right. This is where Tyson changes the whole game, right? Because 
Titan starts to complain. He gets a cut above his eye. And the reason he gets cut above his eye because Holyfield's head, unfortunately, has caught him in one of these clinches. And Tyson started to complain that he was being headbutted. Two rounds gone. Tyson does not look a happy man. He's got a cut to the right eye. In the first fight, it was a cut to the left eye. Now, how bad is that? It looked bad. It looked to be bleeding quite a bit. And there you hear a little yelp as they pushed to try and close that cut. You can see Tyson now shouting to the referees, not happy. He feels that Holyfield butted him. It's, he said it was happening in the first fight, it's happening again. So he's, he's out of the referee who was um, Mills Lane. Do you remember Mills Lane? Mills Lane? Sounds he, like uh, someone who writes uh, romantic novels. <laughs> <laughs> Mills Lane, it does actually. Mills Lane, was the, he's a really iconic uh, boxing referee, bald head, who's about five foot tall. And uh, it wasn't a very big block. And he used to, like, he was very good with telling them off. He used to finger wag sometimes. To them. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, you know, like a school teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he used to wag the finger at them and tell them, you know, back these big guys off him. <laughs> and he was just a little guy with bald head. He might have looked tiny. He might not have been five foot, but, but there's two, according to well, them, there's, he was. There's two things that really amaze me about boxing referees. First off, how well they are dressed. Yeah. <laughs> In a, such a barbaric sport. It, they're, they're, they've the got white that shirt, white shirt, a bad idea, white shirt yeah. often the, the bow tie. And the other thing is that how close they get to the fighters. And I'm thinking that is such an occupational hazard. I mean, if you clock one of those punches, it, it literally could kill you. Mm. As a referee, though, Ian, uh, when you're trained at boxing referee, I'm imagining that it's to stay away from the fighters as much as possible. Well, that's what the thing is. They don't. They're like so close in and they're... No, and but you only got their hands on the boxes. Yeah. When they're waving their arms, like they're landing an aeroplane. <laughs> right? That's the only time they get really close. Other times they're like, no, no. See, I'd love it just the reverse, you know, for the, the boxers to have to wear shirts and bow ties and the referee just bare chested in a pair of boxer shorts. <laughs> it would be great. And a pair of gloves. You've got to wear gloves in today's industry. <laughs> uh, so, where's the rule breaking here? All right. So, third round comes around. So we're not very we're not a lot into this second fight, right? Third round. And basically Tyson decides that he's gonna take his gum shield out. What? Like just when he sat in the corner. No. He comes, out, he comes out no he gets so he gets up off the stool. He comes out to fight the bell goes for the third round. Tyson's got no gum shield in. Uh, and when does like when does this become apparent? Well they don't they don't know, they don't realise this. Like Mills Lane's too busy looking at the size and dodging punches. He's not bothered about a gum shield <laughs> at this point. Right? As, as Tyson done the thing, you know, sometimes you get one of the uh, like jelly sweets. And you push, <laughs> you push it up. Yeah. So then, and the, and the round goes on, and they're fighting and fighting. You know, it's still going on, but it's still a messy fight. And about forty-five seconds from the end of that round, there's a, a clinch again, a quite close clinch. And what um, Tyson does is he he basically manoeuvres his neck round and clamps his teeth onto Holyfield's right ear. Oh, and some nasty stuff in there. There needs to be a bite almost. Holyfield is very unhappy. Look at this. It looked as if Tyson bared his teeth at one stage in the exchange. Yes, bit I his think ear. He, he bit his ear. That's what Holyfield was in a lot of pain from that. You see the blood on the ear. That was definitely a bite. Holyfield was outraged by that. Really, ha- like, really hard, right? We're not talking a little... And then, because I think Tyson had sharp teeth at the best of times, if I remember rightly, but he bit into his ear and then spat out about an inch of cartilage. 
of Holyfield's right ear. I ne- I never knew. I like I knew this story, but I never knew how premeditated it was. I didn't realize. Oh, I thought it through. Yeah, I didn't realize that he'd gone back into the fight without a gum shield. That is. Why do you think he'd done it? Well, exactly. I'd never even thought. <laughs> I never even thought of it. Like what? Like that is uh, to me that is unbelievable. So the, he he kind of waited for the moment in the fight. Like presumably he would have gone in the ring for round after round out of gum shield until he had the right. Well, he said in in after this whole fight, he said uh, many years later he w- he was so upset with the headbutting as he called it, and it wasn't being dealt with that he decided to take matters into his own hands. Well, his own teeth, into his own teeth, <laughs> into his own, to his own mouth. <laughs> so he, so he so he bites down, he spit, and he just spits it to the side of the like rips it off, right, and then spits it to the side, right, as if you beat biting a piece of steak. <laughs> And Holyfield, even though like he's a big bloke and obviously he's a tough man, very tough guy, jumps up and down in absolute agony. Like scream. Screamed and jumped up and down and flapped around a little bit about what the hell's going on. And I think like the referee for a second's like shocked. He's seen it. The referee's seen exactly what's happened. He can't miss the piece of ear just lying on the canvas. All right? <laughs> so he sends he sends he sends both fighters back, all right? And sits them down in their corners. And it's there's like this whole commotion, because no one's seen anything like this before, ever in boxing. Ever. Like, I, I don't... I, there's I, no, there's no moment, I can't think of a moment in sport where, where there's been a comparable... And I watched this live. I remember staying up. I know, this is another thing, like, I watched, I watched this in the UK. So, in, the, in uh, UK time, this is a 4 a.m. fight. Wow. Right? And it was box office, so you had to pay for it as well. It was like right? pay per view. Pay per view, right? Did uh, you did you uh, get mates around to chip in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so I, I was, uh, you know, I wanted to do that as well, but they said keep your ear to the ground. But it <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. So there's four or five of us who've stayed up till four a.m. Now I don't know what you think about what it's like to try and fight sleep till four a.m. to watch a boxing match. I'd rather fight sleep than Holyfield, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> We'd say that we managed to make it to 4 a.m. and then they have all the intros and all that. So the time they basically start fighting, it's like 20 to 5, right? Oh, and then this has gone three rounds and then it, the disappointment when he bit, even though it was amazing, like I can remember going... <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> Third round in, you've paid like, what, £15 or something for the box office. Probably more than that. More than that. Yeah, it's probably wow. about 20, £28 at that wow. time. It's a lot of money for us, right? But the thing is... Even though it was an mate, we knew that it was sporting history. You watch it, the disappointment that we thought, right, what's going to happen here? Because there's basically all of a sudden there's doctors in, obviously around Holyfield and all that, right? And I can hear you can hear the referee basically saying disqualify, disqualify. He's just checking with the judges because he doesn't know what to do in this. He's a bit bewildered. He, the, the <laughs> Mills Lane is not sure whether to disqualify Tyson despite the fact that he's bit off his opponent. Well, they've got another referee that watches from the side, right? And uh, he comes back, the other referee, and uh, they don't disqualify him because the doctor of Holyfield says he's all right to continue. No. So guess what you get for that? Guess what they did? They deducted two points. No. Deducted two points. (laughs) (laughs) Now what is the referee going to do about that? One point deduction for Tyson. One point deducted. 
from Mike Tyson for biting Holyfield's ear, but I think the fight is going to continue. <laughs> so, who's breaking the rules here? As Ty Tyson's bit his ear off, but it's kind of like Holyfield's guys are stitching Holyfield up, pardon the pun, <laughs> but they're stitching him up because they're sending him back in the ring. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, he's in the ring. He's still learning. And I think probably Holyfield's thinking, I'm going to knock his head off. That's what he's thinking. Anyway, he... he uh, he, he, they, they go, all right, two points, back on, round four. Back on, God, We're back on. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? And uh, I'm over the moon, by the way, because we're 28 quid there. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, thank God for that. You know, it's still going to continue right, on. Even though, even though I could just say, the camera angles are all just showing the bit of cartilage that's still sat on the side of the ring. So it's still there? Yeah, it was still there, yeah. Like a bit of beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, it just sat just there. Sat there. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... I, I I just can't get me my head around this. So what can you get? Around? It's only two point deduction. Get on with it. So the how long is the kind of commotion in them deciding? Is that a pretty quick thing? Oh or? no, no, it's a good few minutes. It's good, like you know, six six seven minutes of trying to find because the referee doesn't know what to do, right? And then he's trying to get um, advice from another outside referee because Holyfield's team then say no, he he's all right. He's all right. He's, had, he's a bit upset. What's Holyfield? Yeah. I know his team are like keen to get back in the ring. I but think he's Ho keen. Holyfield, though. yeah. I think Holyfield's keen, yeah, to come back out. And uh, so basically, you just see him go two points. Like, and I thought to myself, I don't know whether like in rounds two points is enough for, for biting someone's ear off. Well, the thing is, is that the way Tyson's probably looking at it, he's still got another two points to be deducted, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking, well. Two ears, four point deduction. It, you can make that up. Yeah, I'll still knock him out in the yeah. in, in the twelfth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> particularly if he can't hear me. So <laughs> he comes. He comes. They, they start again. There's a there's a bit of a flurry of punches, right? And then there's another clinch. Tyson goes around the other side, does the same maneuver, and nibbles on his left ear. Holyfield is furious. Tyson clearly feels he needs to do something to rock Holyfield's composure. But he's really going a long, long way beyond the Queensbury rules in doing it. Holyfield's talking to him now. Well, that was an extraordinary round. It was an outrageous foul by Tyson, really. It was terrible. It showed the real brute, the beast that, that he is. And I think you know, this is a sport and you shouldn't ever have to revert to that, especially in this level of boxing. It really showed for what he is. I mean, that was terrible to do that to a sportsman like Holyfield. And there he is. He really sunk his teeth in there. Well, the crowd are booing because they've just... But this time, fortunately, does not rip any bit of his cartilage out or anything like that, but just just bites his ears, just nibbles on his ears. When you say that, it sounds a bit... You should see it's a bit more of a nibble than a bite the Is second it, time. It's like sort of a little bit erotic. But he bites him all. He bites him hard enough for a Holyfield's reaction to pull away and scream again that he's being bitten. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then they went back to the corner and he disqualified him for that then. <laughs> did he get disqualified for doing it the second time? Yeah, he did. They thought about taking another two, but then they thought it's gone far enough. It's gone far enough. Like, <laughs> how, how far can it go? There seems to be some kind of altercation going on. 
it looks like he could have been disqualified. The fight could be over. Certainly the, the Holyfield camp had their arms in the air at one point there, and everybody jumped into the ring. Because uh, if you left that, right, what do you have to nibble to get disqualified? Because <laughs> he thought, he's nibbled both ears. Where do we stop it? Where's the line? But I guess he was most furious about being the disqualification. Don King. Probably. <laughs> Mike Tyson went insane. Like, absolutely insane. Real, just what They had to be restrained by about... You know when they have, like, 70 bodyguards diving in? Yeah. He had about 70 bodyguards having to restrain him because he wanted he want to go after Van der Holyfield. Like, it was his fault. We have confusion here at the moment about what exactly has happened. Holyfield's cap threw their arms off. Now we've got a fight going on in the ring. Tyson. Tyson wants to join in with it. Oh, and this is getting totally out of control now. Tyson is the one who started and he's the You're one. already boxing. If you don't bite his ears, you can fight him. As soon as you bit his ears, then all the bodyguards stop you fighting. You know what I mean? I don't get it. I've lost I've lost track here. And then by the way, I was crying because my twenty eight quid was, was wasted by that point. I thought, oh not again. Like no. <laughs> I thought we got away with it. Like I have got to be honest, I thought he was gonna get disqualified at the first bite of the year, but then the second one, um twenty eight quid. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and now ten past five in the morning. Uh, well, uh, that is certainly qualifies as a rule breaker. Oh, well, Tyson. Yeah. Well, he had a, he had a bit of a go at it. He had two goes at it, didn't he? Literally. It, it's it, that's interesting to me that he's like he's had a go. He's diminished the person he's fighting against, but he's almost like on self destruct mode. I think his frustration. I think he got so frustrated. You think back to the first fight. He expected to win it, but he was just physically pushed around. Second fight, three rounds in, it's still happening. Then he, he's worried about, about Holyfield's head. Keep making contact with him by accident. And they, and they were all looked at again on the video, and all of them were classed as accidental head clashes during what they were doing. And it, what, he did get a cut above his eye, it's true. But then, like, he just lost, I think he just lost patience, lost, lost perspective, and then just did what he did. So, did they ever fight again? No, they didn't fight again. So that was the end. Well, Tyson Tyson had his boxing license revoked Off after all. that. He was fine. Oh, didn't he get banned for life? Well, yeah, and, he did. But it only lasted like just over a year or something. Well, what, well this is the thing, see. They, they, first of all, they fined him $3 million, but I didn't get me 28 quid back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the, the I, people, I was a bit the upset pe- about Yeah, that. the people never saw that money again. No, I, my 20, Sky never rang me up and said, sorry about that. Mike Tyson's been, had his license revoked and he's been fined $3 million. Here's your 28 quid back. I never got that customer call. Yeah, ever. well, <laughs> yeah. So he got fined $3 million. But I, did you know this, that he fought in um, WrestleMania? Mike Tyson did. Mike Tyson fought in WrestleMania. So the, you I mean th- the WWF, as it was then called? Th- yeah. The World yeah. Wildlife Fund, and then they yeah. had to change it to WWE. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he like did a. Uh, he was like a special enforcer, and uh, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin were fighting. Love Shawn Michaels. Tyson shows up, does a does his thing. Oh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then. Um, he gets paid $3 million. You're joking. Yeah. Exactly $3 million. Yeah. I don't think Sean Michaels can believe what he's seeing. Mike 
So it's almost like the WWF were paying Tyson's fine for him. That's, I didn't know Isn't that. that remarkable? Because he go bankrupt Mike Tyson as well at one point, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I that wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I really think like Don King, all the money he's made, and but, he didn't look after the fighters, and I think he really exploited likes of Tyson. Well, Tyson had a pet tiger for a bit, so... He had three Bengali tigers. <laughs> <laughs> if you, it takes a lot to feed a Bengali tiger, I Apparently it was... Co- yeah, I read as well, it was costing him $200,000 a year on food alone for the tigers. There you go. <laughs> you gotta, he's not a man who's uh, in control of his uh, his, his lifestyle and yeah. his finances, is he? Someone's got to say to him, you got to read this. Yeah. So um, so he never fought Holy... Did he ever fight again, Tyson? No, no. Well, he got banned and then and then he did get his license back in uh, October 1998. He did get it back. Okay, so that. he could have a second bite of the cherry. <laughs> 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 but no, yeah. So there we go. So there were well, t- so did he ever? He got his license back. Did he ever fight? He must have had a fight. Tyson. Yeah. Oh yeah, he fought after that. But not Holyfield. But he never fought. Holyfield retired soon after, right? So uh, <laughs> once bitten. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think his wife might say to him, "What's going on here now? <laughs> Look at you here." He had plastic yeah. surgery, actually. They put it back. Oh, yeah. They put, uh, they, I don't know if they put the actual cartilage back or they fixed it up, but they did fix it up for him. It must be hard doing plastic surgery on a boxer's mm. ears because you kind of like, well, how do you make it look like a cauliflower? <laughs> like it's, it's really difficult. But like everything in America, which was quite funny, this was one of the funniest bits for me. Uh, anything that anyone does wrong or they've got to sort out, they end up going on Oprah to sort it out. Oh, yeah. And Tyson so what went I... on Oprah. I met Holyfield and shook hands and had a bit of a, you know, sorry, mate, for biting your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they then, went on to they, Oprah. And, and then they were a car. I look, I just, I, I, I don't think I've seen this where Holyfield and Oprah. And uh, so it's uh, Oprah, Winfrey, Tyson and Holyfield. And they're. So well, just Tyson first of all telling the story, and then he apologizes. Oh yeah, and then I think that they they did. I think they did a follow up where they were together. a follow up episode yeah. where they were together holding and, hands. Yeah, holding hands. And was um, <laughs> was Oprah wearing a, a white chair with a dicky bow? <laughs> 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 they were just sat there in the boxer shorts. <laughs> you know, I, I've just had a moment as well where I'm like, that's why they're called boxer shorts. <laughs> never thought of that before. You've never thought about that. <laughs> so how about that for a rule breaker? You can't get that's a good rule breaker, isn't it? It's it's a lovely rule breaker. Uh it's <laughs> so in many respects. But quite horrific as well. So th- they're all friends now. Tyson Holyfield. Well, I don't know whether the friends are whether they just, you know I think they probably are. I think they probably just, you know they put it to rest, it's gone. Yeah. It's always nice if uh, you know, Holyfield, because Holyfield's a more mature one, isn't he? The more sort of learned, yeah. more scholarly, like more uh, kind of fatherly like figure. Yeah, and it's always nice if he can, yeah, lend Tyson an ear to. <laughs> He's got any problems? Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Ian. Mills Lane has been left with no alternative but to disqualify Mike Tyson. Tyson is the one who started and he's the one who's furious. He's the one that's causing all the problems. He's trying to get out Holyfield here. These are sad and ugly scenes. You're a real uh, beast. 
who shouldn't be allowed to box. It was a, a terrible thing he did. Yes, he looked, didn't he, like a spoilt bully who couldn't have his own way in there. Holyfield had dominated him largely, and he'd taken a few punches that Tyson had thrown at the start of the third round. They hadn't made a dent either, so in he went with the teeth. That Twice. Was, you summed it up there. You, you summed up the reactions of a bully who just doesn't get his own way and has to do something like that. Mills Lane disqualifies Mike Tyson for biting Evander Holyfield in both ears. The winner by way of disqualification and still the WBA heavyweight champion of the world, Evander. <laughs>